Welcome to Feed Matters, Feed Navigator's podcast series dedicated to exploring industry challenges and highlighting emerging topics. I'm Erin Einstein-Curtis, and in light of the upcoming Stand Up for Grain Safety Week starting April 13th, we spoke with Kim Stilley, Regional Administrator with the U.S. Department of Labor. The Department of Labor's Occupational Health and Safety Administration, or OSHA, is one of the founding partners of the event. OSHA was created to ensure safe and healthy working conditions for employees by establishing and enforcing standards, along with providing outreach, training, and education. In 2018, OSHA and the National Grain and Feed Association, NGFA, formed a National Alliance Agreement to coordinate the Stand Up for Grain Safety event. The event provides resources, educational opportunities, and training on safety topics and best practices for industry members. Kim, could you tell me a little bit more about the upcoming Grain Safety Week and what role these kinds of events play for members of the grain handling industry? Well, unfortunately, um, the importance of events such as this remains in the forefront and should remain in the forefront because tragedies, accidents, fatalities, even non-fatal incidents are still occurring in the industry. So the value of these stand-up events and the whole purpose is to raise awareness of the causes of these mishaps and to prevent uh, accidents, tragedies from happening in the grain industry, whether it's engulfments or other grain-related mishaps, amputations, or falls. The whole purpose of these events is to highlight the importance of a proactive approach to preventing these tragedies and, most importantly, to provide tools to employers, owners, supervisors, and employees themselves, uh, best practices on how to prevent grain bin fatalities, entanglements, uh, educational materials, what's important, how to do monitoring, how to, te- how to test the air, what is a safety harness, what are the mechanisms that are out there available to me to make sure my workers are safe as well as my own safety is guaranteed. That's really the true value of any of these stand-up events or awareness weeks is to raise that awareness and hopefully people can take a proactive stance. What sort of buy-in from industry or industry members are you seeing regarding the educational outreach or these different safety events that take place throughout the year? The industry as a whole is doing a phenomenal job with attempting to get the resources, the educational materials out there to ensure that people have the tools at their disposal. It's a matter of accessing and implementing, sharing which is another key component of these, uh, these stand-up events is the networking. Folks realize or acknowledge that there are a multitude of resources that are out there. Maybe it's a, a competitor or another industry down the group um, that might be a value, best practices. How did you overcome that issue? So the networking aspect is very, very important in this industry as well. What are some of the challenges that grain industry members face, and are there any common mistakes that could be avoided? One of the uh, challenges that we see, the agency sees with uh, the grain industry, is the increased storage capacities of a lot of our grain handling facilities. They're larger, faster, 
a lot more automated equipment which contribute to the safety and health hazards in this industry, whether that be fires and explosions or amputations, engulfments, whatever that might be. But also a huge challenge associated with the industry is the weather itself. The quality of the grain is contributed or caused by the weather um, contributes significantly to the potential for clumping of grain, uh, which, as we all know, clogs that automated equipment, whether it's the augers, uh, the sweep augers, the sump pumps. Um, it creates in the loading and unloading clumped grain can cause um, uh, air pockets underneath the grain itself, which contribute to the flowing of grain. Uh, and unfortunately, it's not always apparent when uh, people enter those grain bins thinking it's safe. So the monitoring, the grain quality itself is a huge challenge or can be a huge challenge depending upon the weather and the year. So monitoring is very, very important. The continuous monitoring of the grain quality is a key component to um, the industry in ensuring the safety and health of their workers. Some of the most common safety errors, it varies from employer to employer, and that's why we're encouraging green stand-up events or participation in events so that, that uh, the owners, the workers, the supervisors can recognize and acknowledge potential hazards, whether it is high moisture content, poor grain quality, um, equipment that's not operating at key performance levels causing friction and heat buildup. So monitoring recognition is key to uh, preventing worker safety and health and present some of those common safety and health hazards or lack of monitoring, I should say. One thing we can't always control is, is uh, the green quality, but we can certainly take steps to minimize the risk associated with poor green quality. Do you think it would be possible to improve safety practices within the industry to the point where there would be a year with no fatal incidents? Well, that is certainly our goal, and I would imagine, uh, as an agency, that's our goal, and I would imagine that's every employer, every industry, every business group's um, association, uh, coalition. I, I would imagine that's their goal, ultimately, as well. Um, every fatality, every fatal event is preventable as long as safe work practices, uh, training, and, and equipment is adequately guarded, is available and implemented to aid in that or contribute to the zero fatality, zero injury attitude. There's a wealth of information and resources that are available to employers, to employees, uh, to assist them in identifying best practices, help them identify what the hazards could be, um, how to prevent them, uh, steps to take to ensure that those hazards, whether it's an, an engulfment hazard or a, a fire, an explosion, a fall, don't take place. Uh, the partners, OSHA has partnered with uh, several key industry groups during this grain safety stand-up, national grain safety stand-up, to make sure that those resources, those tools are available and known to employers to help them in their pursuits of zero fatalities, zero injuries. So do I think it's possible? Absolutely, I think it's possible. But we have to all come together to ensure that uh, the tools, the practices, the information is out there, available, and implemented. The, the, the Bureau of Labor Statistics documents those hazards, as does Purdue University and many other entities. 
the number of issues, the number of hazards, the number of fatalities, uh, not hazards, number of fatalities, non-fatal injuries that take place across the grain handling industry. We all acknowledge and recognize the fact that grain handling, this business, the grain industry, is a key component to life. And it's in, in this dire time, it is considered an essential business. So our ultimate goal for everybody should be zero injuries. We need each and every employee out there contributing to the success of the industry. No fatality is an acceptable risk. So my goal and what I would tell people, whatever the issue, whether it's amputation hazards, whether it's fire and explosion, entanglement, engulfment, get the information that you need to do the job in the safest manner possible because we need each and every one of you and employees in that industry um, to continue, to continue operating in an effective and efficient manner manner for all of uh, the United States, all of the world to continue to thrive. Short of not entering the grain bin, what are some of the steps that could be taken to improve employee safety while handling grain? We would love to see the day when zero entry. Um, no one ever has to enter a grain bin. That would be our preference. But we acknowledge that there are instances or situations in which employees are going to enter grain bins. Um, but there are steps, as you put it, that are critical to ensuring the safety of those employees that go inside. First and foremost, there must be at least, well, recognition that the hazards exist, training the employees to ensure that they have the right tools, the knowledge, the experience to enter and do the work inside the bin in a safe manner. Um, there must always be at least two people, a team of at least two people. Um, the entrant, the individual that's working inside the bin, and then an observer or an attendant, whichever you choose to call it, on the outside, whose sole duty is to maintain communication and contact with the individual inside the green bin. They must have no other duties, no other responsibilities other than to stay by that bin to monitor or maintain communication with that individual inside the bin. The equipment, in, secondly, the equipment inside the bin, the augers, the uh, sweep augers, the sump pumps must be turned off and locked out. Right? If the grain is moving in whatever condition it is because the augers are moving, because the sump pump is moving, that creates a huge uh, burden or risk for the employee that's inside. That's how we see entanglements and engulfments occur. We must prohibit the workers from walking down flowing grain. Many times we see uh, entrants enter from the top side and walk down what we call bridged grain, which Easy when the sump pump or the augers are moving, it creates a, a suction and they are um, uh, engulfed in that moving grain because the equipment is, is um, in operation. Any entrant that goes inside the bin must be equipped with a safety harness. Right? And that harness must be attached to a lifeline, which is, which is tied off. Right? They could have a boatswain chair if necessary if they're coming in from the top entry, but they must have a harness and a means for retrieval of that individual should some mishap occur. Right? They can, it, it's also a lifeline for that attendant. The attendant knows whether or not, through the feel of that tied-off um, lifeline, 
whether or not uh, something is taking place inside that bin and attention needs to be, more attention needs to be paid to them. In addition, the grain quality of the atmosphere inside that grain bin must be monitoring to ensure that there's adequate amounts of oxygen for the employee that's inside, the entrance that's inside, uh, to, to make sure that there's not a buildup of, of uh, combustible gases or, or toxic air conditions, carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide, and other methane gases, which can result from, as we all know, molding grains. So, uh, those are some key steps. Two-person team, safety harness, adequate training, lockout of the equipment, the automated equipment, and monitoring of the air. Given those recommendations, is there a sense of which steps may be the ones most often skipped or not fully implemented? Yes, and, and unfortunately, it's not a good answer. It's all the above. We see incidents, and you, you've read about them. This, this year is no exception. Um, to date, even in just a, in the first three months of the year, we've already seen at least five, I can count on my hand, at least five fatalities that have taken place in the Midwest due to grain engulfment, on top of entanglements that have taken place. Um, last year, and, and we're truly hoping that 2020, um, does not continue the trend that we saw in 2019, where there was a, a um, significant increase in the number of engulfments over 2018. Um, it was, I, I want a, a, a statistics is about 27% increase in the number of engulfments in 2019 from 2018. We're already off to a challenging start with at least five, if not six, engulfment fatalities this year and just at the first three months of the year, right? And we're just now getting into the grain um, season, seed season. So it's, it's very, very challenging. So is there one step, one safety step that's missed? All of them have contributed, whether it's a single person entering, they've not worn a uh, safety harness, they've not monitored the air, uh, the equipment's not been locked out. Any and all of the above have contributed to that. And, and it, it makes it very challenging for employers as well as the agency and, and the industry, in fact, to really pinpoint, oh, the cause is one thing. It's not just one thing. It's a combination of multiple things. Uh, we do see a lot of engulfments, by far engulfments, and then in, entrapment, you know, the suffocation from the equipment being run, uh, continuously run while someone's inside, are the two main reasons. Um, that we see the fatalities, but those can be caused by moving grain, clump grain, can be caused by uh, someone inside the grain by themselves, uh, trying to force the grain to move into the sump pumps. No one's acknowledged or recognized the fact that they're in there. They're not wearing their safety harness. They haven't had the proper training. Um, unfortunately, the attitude a lot of times takes place, and it's all fatalities, not just the grain industry. I'm only going in for a second to check. But how long does it take for moving grain to engulf an individual and suffocate? You know, they suffocate. Seconds. Sometimes it's just seconds. So there isn't any amount of time where it's safe to be in a grain bin with grain and not be prepared. 
there has been a lot of discussion about the U.S.'s wet and delayed harvest last year. What do you see that meaning potentially for grain condition or the hazards that industry members are facing? Um, the conditions in 2020, um, late harvest, uh, we were still harvesting grain due to wet conditions, well, wet conditions um, in December. We saw fatalities in December. Uh, the high moisture content as a result of the uh, wet conditions during harvest. Um, I do think those contribute, as does uh, the industry, feel that those contribute to the hazards presented to the workers that may go inside as well as the owners and operators in emptying those grain bins. Um, the clumping of grain, the, the possibility for mold growth on the grain, the uh, a buildup of toxic and, and um, oxygen-deficient atmospheres, combustible gas atmospheres, absolutely the weather and the conditions of the grain. Um, I'm hoping, uh, as is the agency and most of the industry, that 2020 does not prove to be a hypothesized bad year that it could be as a result of those uh, conditions, the green conditions. Only time will tell and the steps that the employer takes, employers, employees, farmers take to ensure the safety of their workers and themselves. Um, whether or not this is a uh, challenging year and a spike or a continued growth in the number of fatal mishaps and even non-fatal mishaps. What are some of the resources available to industry members or where could they turn to look for more information or training? The, um, the web page for the Grain Stand-Up, the National Grain Stand-Up uh, Week, which begins April 13th, there's a web page that has a, a significant number of resources that you can click on. It's Stand Up for Grain Safety, um, a number of resources. And the organizations, the uh, National Grain and Feed or NGFA, and uh, Grain Elevator Processing Society, Grain Handling Safety, OSHA, they all have links to, to uh, that web page. And they have a plethora of resources themselves that are available to employees and employers likewise. Um, nationwide insurance is a phenomenal resource for employers and employees as well. Um, OSHA has, uh, I know there's some hesitancy sometimes with reaching out to OSHA, but OSHA has a number of compliance assistance specialists located throughout the nation eager to help and provide information on OSHA regulations, any tools, best practices, training uh, webinars, training uh, PowerPoints, whatever it might be, training information available. And you can, you can uh, contact your local OSHA office by calling 1-800-321-OSHA or even visit the OSHA website. But in addition, um, OSHA offers, uh, there is a on-site OSHA consultation program that is absolutely free, no cost, and confidential to all employers, well, not all employers, medium and small-sized employers all across the United States, in all 50 states, uh, District of Columbia, and several U.S. territories, they give, the consultation services give um, special attention to high-hazard industries such as the grain industry. Uh, OSHA consultation services are entirely free. They are confidential. There is no communication between on-site consultation and federal OSHA. It's, it's done based on employer requests 
to assist employers in, in helping them in that recognition, identifying what the hazards might be, but even a step further in helping them prevent the, those hazards from materializing and keeping their employees safe while they're working. They can also review their safety health programs, whether it's lockout tagout or respirator fitness, whatever it might be, to help the employer long-term in their safety and health efforts to reduce risk to their employees. We also have, there's a, a number of um, OSHA educational, the OSHA Training Institute educational centers that are located across the United States, which um, provide valuable information, training programs, uh, in-classroom settings, in addition to the stand-up events them themselves. You know, there will be daily webinars associated with uh, green hazards um, that are presented or posted on the website and tools available for employers to provide them to their employees, uh, suggested topics um, that will be presented on a daily basis throughout the entire week, April 13th through the 17th. So there is a volume of resources that are available um, to employers, whether it's a professional association, business association, government entity, um, a journal such as yourself, uh, the Green Safety Handling Coalition, OSHA Ed Centers, on-site consultation, a number of resources, the employer, the employee, supervisors, all they need to do is reach out. They also have their peers. You know, as we talked about earlier, networking is key in this industry and one of the most valuable components to employers doing it safely and removing risks for their employees. Ah, one more time and swinging for the end of the park. Welcome to Feed Matters, Feed Navigator's podcast series dedicated to exploring industry challenges and highlighting emerging topics. I'm Erin Einstein-Curtis, and in light of the upcoming Stand Up for Grain Safety Week starting April 13th, we spoke to Kim Stilley, Regional Administration... Stilley. Welcome to Feed Matters, Feed Navigator's podcast series dedicated to exploring industry challenges and highlighting emerging topics. I'm Erin Einstein-Curtis, and in light of the upcoming Stand Up for Grain Safety Week starting April 13th, we spoke with Kim Stilley, Regional Administrator with the U.S. Department of Labor. <laughs> 